2: Yeah, yeah.
0: R are into Friday. Final show of the week for the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you with us. Robert Steinbach is here. And a uh, good thing uh, to, to talk to him about uh, what's going on in the wonderful world of local politics. Chris Corbett as well is here. He is a lawyer out in Conway. Of course, Robert is a legal professor over at the Bowen School of Law and joins me uh, and Chris does, too, every Friday. And we look at what's going on in the legislature, what's going on here in uh, our uh, our state. And then from time to time, we get into national politics uh, as well. But I really like to spend my time talking about what's happening in the state. I, I'm, fi- I'm making up my mind that God has a great sense of humor, guys. I mean a really great sense of humor. I, as you know, I I grew up outside of uh, uh, outside of Chicago in Northwest Indiana, and snow is not my favorite time of uh, precipitation uh, here. Uh, you know, at any time of the year, in fact. And um, I've been happy that we've not had any snow here for winter time, and been talking about it. So what is what does the the good Lord uh, do? Well, he he finds some. Humor and going to give us snow evidently Sunday night into Monday, one to three inches. Monday happens to be my birthday. So I guess that's the Lord saying, happy birthday, Dave. Enjoy the snow.
3: Well, that's wonderful, Dave. Happy birthday to you. It's really remarkable that both it's going to have snow on the ground and you'll be turning 35.
0: Yeah, being, uh, 35, I'm just going to turn 29. I'm going to, be just there you like, go. I'm going to be George Burns all over again, man. I am going to be 29 years old. That's what he always said until he died, I think, at 99. He was supposed to perform at the Palladium. Uh, the the year after he died, he, he almost made it. He missed it by about six months, I think. He was going to do the palladium at 100 years old. Can you imagine? That would have been so amazing. Cool. Now now we we'll, we'll, we watch and there's another uh, uh, you know uh, actor that's sitting out there. It's Betty White. I mean, she's in her late 90s uh, at this time, and um, you know Alan Funt's wondering what what happened for me, you know, or Alan Ludden, pardon me, her husband. Who was the, who was the host of what famous game show? Start off with you. Let's start off with you, Robert. What game show was Alan the, uh, uh, the host of? Password. That's right. Very good. What? <laughs> I did you know that. What? Nice, nice job. job. password um, is
3: ridiculous.
0: You know what's funny is you. you um, I watch the game show network. I like that America Says. I enjoy that game, uh, where they ask, you know, a hundred Americans when. Uh, when I pack my suitcase, I always pack my blank first. You know, Then you're supposed to find the the top seven answers and fill mm-hmm. in the blanks, so to speak. So uh, I, I watch that. But they got some other games on there. There's one where. Uh, John Belushi's nephew is the host of and it's Password it's just an updated version of Password and they got mm-hmm. they got him doing that but they don't have just two people sitting in a um, you know up on the stand and, and trying to figure out the words they've got five people on each team and then they, they go down the line and try to figure out what the word is but yeah mm-hmm. Password still lives it still lives those, those, I mean, look at Wheel of Fortune. Look how long that show's been on. I that's love that. Well, it's tell a, the truth well, it's is back on the air.
2: It's Wheel of Fortune.
0: Yeah. 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 T- tell uh, the truth is I bet back. the
2: price is right. Yeah, The price is Same right. I haven't, I haven't even heard a password. What is
0: password? <laughs> well, that's, it was big during the late 50s, early 60s. Really big. In fact, probably into the 70s. But, uh, yeah, game shows, you know, they're, if they're – got to be fairly easy. It's got to be a game that the, the viewer can take part in. Like you can take part in password right. when they're trying to guess uh, uh, a word and they're given the clues and you're sitting at home and you know what the word is and you're saying, you dummy, say this. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, it's it, – What people don't realize, most people have never, ever been on television before. It's like the people who come in on my radio show and have never done radio before. And then you're sitting in a foreign environment in front of a microphone in the place of of television. All those lights, the set is a whole lot smaller than you ever thought it was going to be. And the camera is just looking at you. (laughs) You know, as... As Dan Rather says, the camera never blinks, and you're right, it doesn't. It is, it's just looking there's a black hole in front of you, and most and people just totally blank sometimes because of that, and just uh, totally forget what it is that they're uh, doing. But anyway, one to three inches of snow Sunday night into uh, into Monday. So that goes with this with this uh, about half an inch of ice that we've already got. I know you haven't been out yet, uh, Robert. You haven't been out, what, since about 1776?
3: Exactly, although I testified, actually, in the uh, legislature on Monday. And I went down, and I had my mask on. I had my shield on, and they held it in the Big Mac building. And so I went down, and it was in a big room, but it was a closed room.
0: Uh And so they had
3: an overflow room. I was the only person in the overflow room. They called my name. I ran in from the overflow room, testified uh, when I was finished testifying, put my uh, shield back on, the mask remained on, needless to say, and I walked back out. Uh, So I've been outside doing my civic duty, uh, fighting for a strong Freedom of Information Act. It was one of the examples of the attempts of the Municipal League to riddle with holes the Freedom of Information Act.
0: Okay, so after you testified and you got home, did you burn your clothes? Clothes. <laughs> uh,
3: when I got home, I took off all my clothing, put it uh, in in the uh, next room, and jumped in the shower. <laughs> I,
0: just, I can. You just,
3: think I'm
2: kidding? Yeah, I ain't well, kidding.
0: Okay. Anyway, we know. I know you're a germaphobe. You were a germaphobe before covid exactly so that's just the way it is chris corbett is here he's yeah you should
2: have seen it i watched the i watched the video it was uh-huh. fantastic
0: you did a good it was, job it man. was
2: a sin of it was a sin of the woman speech i thought i was watching al pacino <laughs> and sin of the woman. when when rob got done talking defending the FOIA and how the municipal league was trying to batter it and backstab it uh uh they, 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 the moderator asked anybody if they're going to ask, if they like any questions, ask Rob.
0: <laughs> and
2: <laughs> nobody wanted to ask Rob a question. <laughs> was,
0: yeah, they, <laughs> they don't want to take speech. the man on. They don't want to take the That's man right. on. All right, hey, Robert, no. you, said that you said you wanted to talk about Sarah and about Tim. What is it that you wanted to talk about?
3: Well, I just thought it would be a good topic to discuss. We have talked on this show. Uh, for months and months and months about how we were supporting Tim by the same token all the time, saying it was clearly a two-person race and we were fans of Sarah. And we didn't say that about any of the other candidates, to be clear. So we have been consistent in our position. I love Tim. I think Tim is great, and he will make a great – Attorney General. Of course, we're talking about Tim Griffin. Yes. Uh, and so uh, we have always been supportive of Sarah. Tim is our friend. He's local. We love him. And we were supporting him when he was in the governor's race. He no longer is. He will now make a fantastic Attorney General. And we're 100% behind Sarah. Uh, and it's it's interesting because let's say there was a third candidate that came in uh, and and was there and we didn't pay any attention to or we thought was not a good choice and we said that before, we wouldn't change our comment on that either. And that's the the beauty. When you have conservative convictions, you can say, oh, listen, we like these people, we prefer this one over that one, whatever the case may be, and these people, these other people, those other people are not with conservative convictions. Uh, And when you have... When you're grounded in conservatism, you're able to say that proudly without insulting anybody. And then as politics change, the situation changes. You can say, yes, all along I've been supporting this person. All along, I haven't been supporting the other person. And if the other person wins, you know what you say? I wish you best of luck. You don't be mean about it. But you don't say, oh, I was always a supporter of Chow and Chow. No, I wasn't. And no, I won't be. And I'll give you an example, by the way. Jim Hendren. I'm not a supporter of Jim Hendren. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hey,
0: you know, I my thing about Hendren is I've been thinking about this, and, and let's talk about it when we come back because i got to get a break yeah. in. But uh, Hendren, he wants to be governor. There's no doubt about it. He hasn't made That's his what I'm decision. About. And yeah. uh, he's talking about running as an independent from what I've heard. Exactly. But I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest I think I know how he's gonna run his campaign. I want to see what you guys think about it when we come back here in just a moment. Robert Steinbach is on with us. He's from uh, over at uh, the school of law Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone. He's a, a professor there. Then we have Chris Corbett, who is a uh, uh, lawyer out in Conway. His specialty is in engineering law. Uh, a really smart guy he has been a part of my show now for several months and will continue being a part of my show as long as I'm on the air. And uh, we will continue our discussion here on the Dave Elspick Show. Excuse me. Uh, let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about St. Clarity. I got, at least I got the mic covered. If I hadn't gotten it covered, I'd probably blown out speakers all over. Uh, central arkansas Uh, st clarity residential cleaning today is your last day uh, before valentine's day to buy one of those uh, certificates you can do it over the phone at 404-6560 after nine o'clock with chuck right here at the radio station a 1 uh $200 certificate for $100 a $300 certificate for uh 150 the uh $100 certificate to get a house up to 1500 square foot deep cleaned as uh the uh $150 certificate will get a house up to 200 or two hundred fifty, twenty five hundred 2500 uh square feet uh cleaned deeply and consistently and nicely for you uh, so that uh, your significant other or you don't have to do it. Save yourself some hassle. Get yourself one of these certificates. I've got two of them. I think we were down to under five. So you need to call today and get yourself into the mix for this. 404-6560. That's for your certificate to St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. Okay, back here on the Dave Ellswick Show, Friday edition of the show. Robert Steinbach from the Bowen School of Law is with us. Let me remind you, his opinions are his and his alone, and not any uh, uh, opinion of the Bowen School of Law or uh, the university. And then we've got Chris Corbett with us from Mountain Conway. He's a lawyer here in Arkansas. He is, how many generations are Kansan? Six. Six, okay, sixth generation Arkansan. So he's watched it all happen here over the last 30, 40 years. So let's let's uh, talk about uh, Senator Hindren. Senator Hindren is not going to be in the uh, Republican primary. From what I'm understanding, he's going to run as a uh, uh, independent. The reason he's going to do that is that Tim or in, in this case, uh, Sanders. Uh, Sanders now is going to run, and you got Leslie Rutledge in there as well still. Uh, they, are, they are going to—they would beat him senseless uh, in the Republican uh, primary. If he got 3% of the vote, I'd be stunned, to be honest with you. So what does he think that he's going to do? I think this is what he's going to try to do. There's really not a good Democrat running for governor. In fact, nobody is— Put their name really out there in the ring to run against uh, the Republicans. So, what's Hendrin thinking about doing? Well, he is not a red Republican. He is the lightest pink you can be. He's like the pair of underwear that you washed in the uh, washing machine with the colors, and uh, the red sweater bled a little bit and got your white, whitey, dighty uh, t- you know, tidies. A little bit pink that's where hendrin is on the scale of being a Republican and so he's going to run hoping that he can pick off some Republicans who are by no means conservative so they won't be interested in voting for uh, uh, you know Sarah Sanders uh, but he's going to hope to pull a lot of Democrats Because people know his name and they go, oh, wow, he's like running for being a Democrat. I can trust him, so I'll go ahead and vote for him. So his majority of people that he'll be trying to get to come over and vote for him will be Democrats and basically uh, republican light. What do you think?
1: Well, I
3: think that's exactly right. And it really... Tells us a few things. One, it's a bit of an act of desperation. Oh yeah. Two, right, <laughs> a bit of my statement is a bit of an understatement. Uh, two, it really reflects uh, the lack of commitment to the Republican Party. Now, one need not be a member of the Republican Party. The problem is that he's all along claimed to be a sound Republican. Yep. And three it fails to acknowledge the political reality in Arkansas, and that is that Arkansas remains very much a pro-Trump state. And so you have here Sarah Sanders, the presumptive governor of the state of Arkansas, obviously closely associated with President Trump, uh, running for that position, and he's trying to pick off what? Who's left? The, the Democrats, for sure. What's that? Thirty something percent of the population, right? And then maybe a handful of Republicans. The numbers
0: don't add up, Dave. Not for not for election, they don't. Indeed, indeed. Maybe, uh, maybe for the rubber chicken speaking tour. <laughs> I mean, Good. you know, go out, you know, go out and 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 speak and and have people pay you, you know know, $10,000 to come to their event and and speak to you, that might be what he's looking at as well. I don't know. There's a lot of politicians that do that and make a lot of money. Ask Hillary Clinton. Yeah, but uh,
3: to borrow a phrase uh, from, uh, what was it, Lloyd Benson, uh, he ain't no Hillary Clinton.
0: <laughs> Boy, that's going back, isn't it? That's going back. Indeed. Yeah, you know, talking you're talking about my boy from Indiana, Dan Quayle. At that point, that's right, that's right. You know, and about John F. Kennedy, I knew John F. Kennedy, and sir, you're not John F. Kennedy. That's right. And, and if and if Quayle had been smart, he would have looked at him and says, "Can you spell that for me?" <laughs> that was <would>, well. <laughs> would have been Quayle a great was joke. not
3: the most sophisticated politician at the no. time and that's why he suffered in the polls.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, he's he's a nice guy, believe me. I had him on my radio mm-hmm. show in Indiana all the time. He's a good guy. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh bottom line is is that uh yeah, Hindren, this is the gasp of a dying uh man's political career. It really is.
3: Much of his the power yeah. uh, to be clear was associated with his relationship meaning familial relationship with the governor. He was the head of the Senate. He sort of um, tried to keep a tight grip on that. He lost that position, right? right? So it's now he's like grasping at sand on the beach. The tighter he grabs, the less sand that remains in his hand. And he just gave a little talk in the Senate the other day when the Republicans were trying to pass just a resolution. It wasn't even a big deal, a resolution about Black History Month. And there was some debate about it, and that's fine. And he said, oh, we're wasting time, and this is why when I was the head of the Senate last time, I pushed all the resolutions till the end of the session, and, and this really isn't should, shouldn't be what we're doing now. You know, and the response is, A, you're not the head of the Senate. And that's not by accident. You weren't term-limited out. You were voted out yep. because you tried to maintain a grip over elected officials that is disproportionate to what your power should be.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's, uh, that, that sums up Indren, uh exactly, and it, it, it tends to run in, in, in his family. All right, we'll come back and, and pick. That was a backhand compliment uh we'll be back in we'll be back in just a moment we'll talk more about this i want to talk about two pieces of legislation that failed over this past week that we've got to talk about and it was because of republicans and this is not good Uh, We talked about this yesterday with uh, Seth Mays. It is the Dave Ellswick Show. We've got news coming your way. When we get back from the news, we'll pick it up again here on the Dave Ellswick Show from 101.1. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick. Show on a Friday. We got Robert Steinbach from the Bowen School of Law, law professor there. Uh, don't forget his opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily the school law or the university to which it's attached. And then uh, also uh, we've got uh, Chris Corbett here from Conway, uh, who just sent me uh, a uh, a a note that. I want to bring up, and that's about uh, Senator Flowers, and calling a, another state legislature a DA, and uh, and, and and getting herself censored because of it. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. But right now, I want to talk about a piece of legislation that they've been trying to get uh, passed over the last. Let me think here. It started under BB, and when the Republicans got. A slight or we were just under having uh, uh, any kind of a majority, but we had enough that we could make some noise. Uh, And Alan Kerr ran this bill, I believe, three, maybe four times when he was a state uh, uh, representative. And that was getting rid of uh, special elections. And then it was picked up by another person uh, two years ago. I forget who that was. And then in the last, this, this time, it's David Ray that's running. Now, special elections are elections that are called uh, in, for special circumstances for school boards, cities, towns, things of that nature, when they have an emergency. The problem is, is with the uh, definition of that word that I just used, emergency. Uh, you've got... Uh, uh, school superintendents and mayors and all kinds of people that use the uh, well they they make up a definition for emergency that's not in any dictionary I've ever seen and then they run a special election to typically ra- raise a sales tax a millage tax or something like that and more often than not there they're, they're uh, they are uh, You know, successful uh, because the turnout is very, very slight now uh, when you consider turnout for a primary election or a a regular election. And what David Ray said is that if you want to raise taxes like this, that's fine. Bring it to the people uh, and we'll do it only twice a year primary time or, uh, you know, regular uh, election time. And uh, I think that's good. That way more people turn out and then more people vote on it. They just had one in Searcy Tuesday, a special election. Uh, It was one of those aberrations where a, a tax increase failed And uh, holding on to a tax increase failed. So they lost 1% and they couldn't get another one passed. They lost both. But in the whole area of Searcy uh, County, they only had 1,900 people show up at the polls. That's what they they hope for. And then they hope that they can turn out their small group. That is really into wanting to raise the millage or whatever, and defeat the people who are trying to, you know, keep the money in their wallet. So uh, it, went, it was it was presented, it was defeated in committee. Uh, it got out of committee. It got on the uh, the House of the uh, the, uh, the State House, and it failed 46-46. I just don't understand how that happens. I don't understand how that happens. And. I could read the list of Republicans that voted against getting rid of special elections was longer than my arm, guys. And this is not for smaller government, as our our platform says. This is not for controlled taxation, which is on our platform. This was nothing more than uh, school superintendents and others calling their state legislators and beating them up and telling them, if this passes, we'll make sure you lose in the next election. Okay, I'm done.
3: Well, Dave, (laughs) David Ray put something on his Facebook saying that the bill didn't fail, and he wrote something somewhat humorous. And John Cooper, our good friend, former senator, did did I mention former senator from Jonesboro, Uh, writes on him, well, maybe you're doing something wrong with your bills. And it's Uh just reflective of the political philosophy of people like John Cooper, uh, some of which remain in the legislature, sadly, I might add, which is if you're not going to push a bill that's being written by bureaucrats uh, in some form of government, or written by the bureaucrats' representatives, like in the Municipal League, then you're not doing something right. And in fact, of course, then you're doing something wrong. The job of the legislature is not to sit there and get bills drafted by state and local bureaucrats and push them through. In other words, legislators are not supposed to be the representatives of government bureaucrats against the people. That's what legislators are doing when they are pushing forward bills from the Municipal League and other government bureaucrats. Legislators should be doing exactly the opposite. They should be writing bills that protect the people from the overreach of entrenched, often leftist, by the way, government bureaucrats. And what we saw there was the power of often leftist government bureaucrats rising above the interests of the people of Arkansas. That's what we saw happen there. And if you're a legislator who's doing that, we don't need you in the legislature. Now, it's not up to me. It's up to each uh, of those legislators' constituents. But this is the tragedy. The tragedy, when these people claim, like John Cooper did, before he was voted out of office, of course, oh, I'm here to represent you. And once they get into office, they do a 180-degree turn on the very promises that they make to their electorate. Remember, John Cooper made a promise to his electorate about what he was going to do on Obamacare, and once elected, immediately reversed it. And then the coup de grace... For John Cooper's uh, um, failure as a senator was when he came out against, against stand your ground. These are not conservative ideals. These are bureaucrats' ideals, ideals. And too often we see state legislators pushing the interests of the bureaucrats and the bureaucrats' representatives, for example, and in key a key example, the Municipal League. If that's what you're doing as a state legislator, you ain't doing your job. Just remember that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Chris, your thoughts on all this?
2: Yeah. Dave, you're right on it. Um, the University of Central Arkansas and the Arkansas Center for Research and Economics, here's the facts, and your listeners need to know this. This this is the percentage of turnouts uh, for a general primary and a special election, okay? You have 44, 24, and then 19% for the turnout on a general election, a primary election, and then a special election. So you get the lowest 19% t- turnout in special elections. And then the data showed. How often does a tax hike or a local sales tax get hiked during a special election versus a general or primary? The facts show that a tax hike passes 46 46 percent of the time in the general, 61 percent of time in the primary, and a whopping 76 percent of tax hikes pass during special elections with the lowest voter turnout. They're in the well, facts.
0: And the, and, and, the, and, the, and the reason it's lower voter turnout, a lot of times, the voters don't even know there's a vote going on. That's right. That's right. So they, they the bureaucrats,
2: they, they whip it, they, right? They, yep. they they call, they get everybody together, call 50 of their buddies, drive down there, and vote for this thing. Just like you said, only 1,900 people showed up for, for the Searcy election and searching for a tax, a tax hike. So these things are being manipulated, and these facts are well-known. Um, we can't argue with them that, that only only 19% of the turnout happens in special elections, but a whopping three-quarters of tax hikes happen to pass during special elections. Come on, man. Let's, man let's, this, that, this needs to pass, like, what, 80 to 0, 100 to 0. Couldn't even get out of, what was the vote on it, Dave?
0: Which one? Uh, the special election? it was 46-46. You know, yeah. It's 40, 46, 46. crazy. I mean, a lot of yeah. uh, several Republicans just didn't vote, which is like uh, you know defeating the bill in and of itself. But the bottom line is, you know, you're talking there's there's only twenty-something the, Democrats there in the House. The rest are Republicans. Yeah, they voted for
2: higher taxes. They voted for higher taxes, Dave. Yeah. Because of the mechanics and the semantics used. They voted for higher taxes by not making uh eliminating special elections. That's what they yeah, did.
0: Yeah, they're talking. You know, I liked how they all said, "Well, th- this is local con- a local control issue." No, no, it's a still a local control issue. It's up to your voters, but we want to make sure that everybody knows that the vote's taking place, and we want to make sure that it's done during a general uh, election, basically, or primary election. That's what we're saying. They are voting against it, knowing that because of their teachers, uh, their uh, te- their uh, school superintendents, or whatever, they're being and their mayors and whatnot saying, "Well, we'll never get another tax uh, passed because when people yeah. have to vote on their wallet, they'll vote against it." It's awful, Dave. And let me tell you, let me tell you, Arkansas
2: has the third
0: highest combined
2: state and local tax rate in the nation, one of the poorest states in the nation, and we have the third highest state and local tax rate.
0: Yeah, we're. I mean, like we're we're on the list of of uh, income. We're like at forty ninth, isn't that right, or forty eighth? Oh, we we love Mississippi. Dave yeah, we love Mississippi. Yeah, because we're gonna say <laughs> Mississippi's at, uh, leading us. But the bottom line, we're way up there. I mean, we're 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 taxing people much more than what most eastern states are taxing their people, and definitely taxing our people more than Tennessee, uh, Louisiana. Yep. Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas. I can go all the way around our David, state. i tell you what, they, David Ray knows this. That's yeah. why he wants to do away with these special. He
2: knows it. He's in there throwing elbows. And, uh, well, I guess I just have to say figuratively, right? He's certainly yeah. not calling anybody names like Senator no. Flowers. But he's in there trying to do oh, something Lord. that helps
0: uh, our Kansas pocketbooks, right? And he yep. gets defeated. It's Absolutely. Out, it's outrageous. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk further about what's going on in the state legislature. What are some bills? Uh, Chris sent me a, a uh, talk business uh, uh, article about 43 Arkansas constitutional proposed amendments. We're going to talk about them. Some of them are good. I'm going to tell you what, some of them are good. Uh, although I, I don't think you need to pass an amendment other than to say we'll follow the amendments in our Arkansas state Constitution, maybe that's what we need because some of these are redundant. But let's talk about that when uh, when we return. Let me tell you about uh, I think it's a David Lucas and what he's doing as far as uh, things are concerned uh, with your retirement. You want to know that during retirement, you want to be able to uh, be able to outlive. Uh, Well, you want to make sure that your money outlives you. I almost got it backwards. Make sure your money outlives you. Last thing you want to be is like 92 years old, and suddenly you're out of money. And so now you're, you know... I know what do you do? Do you go, you become a, a welcomer at Walmart or set up a, a, a shoeshine a shoe uh, place somewhere and, and do that? Or, or, you know, what do you do at that point if you outlive your money? You want your money to outlive you. Well, there's questions you should be asking yourself now in your 40s and 50s and early 60s to make sure that that's going to happen that you're going to continue living uh, a decent lifestyle into your, quote, golden years, and uh, you're going to have the money to do it. Get a hold of davidlucasfinancial.com. davidlucasfinancial.com. Ask for their uh, uh, brochure with 31 questions that you should be able to answer about retirement so that you don't end up sitting on a street corner with a tin cup. Don't want to do that. Just tell you, not the place you want to be. Uh, give a give a check out with davidlucasfinancial dot com. You know, I just saw something on uh, a, uh, uh, a little picture that uh, Chris sent us about Arkansas County sales tax rates. And over by, I think that would probably be towards Memphis. The uh, Arkansas County sales tax there is ten and a half to eleven percent. That's incredible. Yep, it's crazy. That is really crazy. Yep. It's the only. That's, is that the only county? It looks like there's a whole lot of ten to ten and a halves but, and yep. I would say the median uh, one is nine to nine and a half percent, and that's ridiculous. There's nothing worse than going out to dinner, and your tax on your dinner uh, is half of your bill almost. Yeah,
2: a dime out of every dollar we spend.
0: Yeah, ten cents it, it, or more is given to to the state government, the local government, or whatever. Not to mention, uh, you know what they get off of our property taxes and and all the rest of the stuff. State income tax. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's what we talk about a lot on this show, and because you look at those taxes, you say, "Well, yeah, that comes out of my out of my my money." I'll tell you what comes out of your money too is the additional cost of making products and things to help pay for those taxes that companies have to pay for, and those are hidden taxes. You don't see them typically, but they're they're figured into what it to everything that you buy, everything. It's figured into. So uh, I think I read an article uh, from one of the National Tax Foundations that close to 48% of your income is uh, eaten up by uh, the federal, the state, or your local tax rates. 48%. It's more than
3: that, Dave. Than over, that uh, over half of your money is taken away from you in various forms of taxes. There's no doubt about that, in fact.
0: Wow. I mean, that's—and people don't, people don't understand it because you don't see it. Uh, I'm trying to think, who was the economist that came up with withholding tax under—basically under uh, under, basically under Reagan, I, the guy who did the, uh, the talk about the pencil? I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, he, that was his idea, that people would rebel about tax rates if they saw how much the government was taking from them every week and he said all that happened people said well that's not my money that's the government's money right what a bizarre well, way babe, of looking at it well that's also what
2: happens during special elections right oh yes. it's only a penny
0: what do oh, we, I, come on it's a half a penny it's a half a penny and you you've always <sighs> out of every heard dollar, my discussion. right yeah but you've heard mm-hmm. my discussion on that i say how do you how do you count to a billion you start with one nice that's right. It starts with one. I mean, that's, that's the key. And, uh, and, I mean, I remember Everett Dirksen. I'm um, going back some years. He was, a, he was a great Republican senator from Illinois. Uh, and he made the statement, a million dollars here and a million dollars there. Now we're talking some real money. If, if we brought that up to today, he'd be saying a trillion dollars here and a trillion dollars there. And now we're talking some real money. Because that's where we're at. Amen. Amen. And that's where that's where we're at. People, people have uh, gone along with this so long they don't even realize they're giving away. You know, as we just talked about, more than half of what you make, in one form of another, is in taxation, taken in taxation, and that is just so sad. Just so sad. Really, really is. Well, Dave.
2: We're going to call them out. We're going to call these Republicans out that voted Well, I've been calling
0: them for a long time, and I'm going to continue to call them. I'm not going to call them by any names. I'm just going to say, hey— they're the ones that are voting on these things. That you got the opportunity to stop some of this, and you got people who say that they're Republicans, but they're not listening to the general populace. They're listening to a, a superintendent or they're head of the of uh, one of these groups that supposedly respond uh, for businesses uh, across the state. And I got to tell you, it's not for the average mom and pop business. It's for the big businesses that they they speak. That's it. Right. Okay.
2: Well, you saw that in the fines handed out during this mask mandate, right? Yeah, they're voting. I've reviewed all that. There's, there's no mask violations for Lowe's or Home Depot, or it's all against small businesses.
0: Isn't that, isn't that interesting? That now they're talking Mm -hmm. about returning that money to those businesses. Yeah, be nice if they would. It, It should. All that money should go to them. Shouldn't go to some other program that's out there. Yeah,
3: that's a Dan Sullivan idea, if I if I recall correctly. It
0: is. It is. Hey, I got a I got a question. We got we got about a minute and a half here, and we'll pick it up in the next hour as well. Uh, I believe Sarah Sanders, uh, bar some unforeseen thing like sickness or something like that, and she wins the election. She'll win it by she she'll gather seventy two to seventy five percent of the vote. I do believe that and if she Indeed. does, what do these milk toast Republicans uh, that are not adhering to the Republican uh, platform do when she gets in office and she brings forth a real Republican agenda It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Going to be, done. we'll talk about it on the other side. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on it. We got the first hour in the book here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, we got some snow coming in over the weekend, Sunday night into Monday. They're saying one to three inches. Other than that, it's just going to be bitter cold out. They're saying that uh, on Monday, in fact, uh, we may not get out of the low teens, and with wind chills, it may be like one degree outside so keep that in mind. All right, news is next when we come back, Robert Steinbach, Chris Corbett back with me until seven thirty here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. For the final hour of the friday edition of the dave ellswick show glad that you joined us if you're out there driving into work be careful there will be patches of dark ice uh out on the road and uh, you won't know that you're on them until you are on them and if you put your brakes on uh, and suddenly you just go for the ride you don't have any control over your car you just start sliding that is a bad bad feeling so you know keep your, your speed down uh give yourself extra you know bumper room uh, from the car in front of you and uh, when you go over bridges and things of that nature where i still might be keep a consistent speed do not if you can keep it from happening apply your brakes uh just some some words to the wise i grew up driving in this stuff and uh i'm not too bad at it so i i'm but when i can i just stay in, indoors i did not go out yesterday at all i stayed here i'll tell you what i did i made uh, myself and linda a big batch of chicken and dumplings yesterday
2: Mm. And, oh, that's
0: uh, wonderful! Ooh. I'm gonna tell you what that filled us up. It was nice and warm. It kept us warm, and it was great. And then there was a part of my day yesterday. You know, I got that above ground pool and back in my house, and I was looking yep. at it last night. And I I started to to visualize. Uh, to I think I guess it was a hallucination uh, of of looking out, and it was 95 outside. The sun was shining. And I could see myself lying on the lounge, gathering up some rays, and the only thing missing from that was Christmas vacation with cindy Crawford i 'm just saying it was <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was a great vision uh, that was visited on me yesterday But uh, that's I'm, what i'm, I'm what
2: you're going to tell me you're going to do the polar plunge to reduce. No. swelling.
0: You know, I'm afraid of doing that. They used to do that up in Chicago, and I never did it because I I read an article by a, a neurosurgeon that said if yeah. you're going to do it, you go in feet first. That allows your body in that split second to register the cold and prepare itself, where if you go in head first, it can cause uh, the the veins and the arteries in your brain to respond so quickly that you can actually have a stroke from it. I wouldn't go under. I wouldn't put my head under, but I might get
2: in, like maybe my ankle or knee, just to see what happens. Right? Reduce swelling. I
0: well, don't know. It would. It would. Uh, let me just tell you. I looked at the people who did the polar plunge in uh, up in Chicago, and typically it was out there on Lake Michigan, because Lake Michigan along the you know, to a couple of miles out, freezes over. There's like big icebergs yeah. out there and stuff. We used to go out there and and climb the icebergs and stuff. But they would chop through the ice, which would be a couple feet thick, and then jump in. They're crazy. That's just absolutely <laughs> that nuts. that's, that's nuts. insane. Now they do it here in Arkansas too. They do it over uh, over there by the old mill at that lake. Uh, over in that subdivision. Now, I haven't heard the North Little Rock Police Department doing it this year. Usually they do it and raise money uh, for causes, but uh, I, I haven't heard them do Well, I haven't heard the last couple of years, uh, but they raise thousands of dollars for charity for that. By the way, somebody uh, texted me and asked, where's uh, Congressman Hill? Congressman Hill uh, was on his way back uh, to Little Rock, and the only flight that he could get, Uh, was uh, going out this morning. So uh, he's on a plane right now heading back here thinking that he's going to get away from the cold. He's got a very bad surprise (laughs) waiting for him (laughs) when he gets back to central Arkansas. I'm just just telling you that. Okay, so let me restate what I was asking about uh, dealing with uh, the 22 election, which – I firmly believe barring some really unforeseen something happening is going to be the first uh, woman uh, governor in the state of Arkansas is going to be Sarah Sanders. And on top of that, it's going to be the first really, really conservative uh, governor in Arkansas with her as well. And I think that uh, if all things stay equal she 'll win by seventy two to seventy five percent with that kind of a man with that, with that kind of a mandate with that kind of a mandate, what do these you know uh, you know whitey tidy my underwear got washed with a red sweater uh, light pink republicans going to do? Will they stand against here, do you believe? Will they form a coalition with Democrats, or will they just read the writing on the wall and and ride the tide that's going to happen? I'll start it off with uh, Robert, because I, I really want to hear what Robert has to say about this.
3: Well, my fear, Dave, frankly, is that they're going to do what they do have done all along and what we talked about in a previous segment today on this show, which is they just— continue the bureaucracy. They continue to slow walk or impede any conservative change, and they believe themselves to be representatives of the bureaucracy, not representatives of the people. And so mostly they'll do nothing. That's what they're there for, to get a title and to do nothing. And those are the bums, as they say in the phrase, get the bums out. You've heard phrases like that. Sure. Those those are the ones that you need to get rid of in exchange for elected officials who are willing and do make big conservative change. So here, uh, Of course, t- Sarah will be a big conservative change. Tim Griffin yeah. will be a big conservative change. Let let me, let's let see me, more Let of me it.
0: stop you for a moment here and let, yes, let's talk about this. All right, so Sarah gets elected. She's going to name people to, to head up all of the different departments, and it's my hope. I can't speak to this as strongly as I can of her having a mandate, but I'm hoping she puts people in charge of, you know, uh, you know, human health and services and all of the rest that are conservative in nature as well, and we won't see some of the things that have happened over the last eight years. Uh, from what I'm hearing from you, you, you think maybe that's the part where we'll run into problems.
2: No, I actually think
3: when it comes to appointing people, she'll likely do a very good job of finding true conservatives. I think she will get resistance from the entrenched representatives of the bureaucrats, be they Republican or Democrat alike, in the legislature. Hopefully that won't be enough to slow down the conservative movement. But that's always a concern, a fear. Indeed, we saw some of that, as we just discussed on this show, when David Ray wasn't able to get his bill so far, so far, across home plate, so to speak, uh, to stop these, uh, um, uh, you know, between election uh, votes on raising taxes.
0: Okay. what's your thoughts, Chris? Do do you think that uh, my. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you know I, sure. I,
2: all I know is she posted a wonderful picture. Sarah Huckabee Sanders posted a wonderful picture of a brown trout she caught in the White River, I and saw I'm that. voting for her. She's my governor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I want I want to see more those? than a I want to see more than a brown trout. To be honest, I want to see some white. I'm joking. Papers. I know that, yeah, but I, I mean, you know, here's, I, I what I, that.
2: here's what I think. Yeah, here's what I think she's going to do. She's going to be bold enough, because she's not part of the status quo, okay? She's going to be bold enough to put together a coalition, a team of conservative people, some leaders to help. She can't do it by herself, right? And guess what she's going to do? She's going to put together this plan. She's going to do it. And then when she has a little trouble, she's she's going to walk over to her phone and go, Hey, Dad, what would you do in this situation? And... It's going to be a huge help, you know.
0: I mean, well, we, I, I we hope know that she's just between you and I. I hope that she can, that, that that she's conservative enough that that she doesn't ask her father what she should do. Uh, just to be honest, well, I agree. I, I was here. But he when,
2: played the game for so long, right? Oh, when yeah. Jim well, Guy Tucker did. was being run out, and yeah. man, it's a it's a great um, resource for her to tap. Uh, not that I think she's going to you know look for him for complete guidance or control, she's right. got to be her own person. But she's been with Trump for four years, right?
0: Well, that's I what we going got to, to see. That's what we got to see. I hope that she'll be bold. Mm-hmm. And then I think having, uh, you know, Tim Griffin, I think he'll be a- elected AG. And uh, oh, yeah. he'll be good because we're going to need somebody in that office ready and willing to fight against uh, the federal government. Because they're going to try to right. encroach on us here in Arkansas. There is just no doubt about that. And uh, they need to be thinking about that now and getting and getting ready for it. Because I know Leslie, I think, has done a pretty doggone good job of fighting against, uh, you know, uh, the, the Democrats when they've tried to bring forth uh, some really liberal policies uh, there. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a... It's going to be a, a war going on in this country for yes, four it years. It uh, may be mitigated some if in 22 we can take uh, the Senate back and take the, the House back. Uh, but the way a lot of people are thinking now, I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, you got the, the head dude of the AFL-CIO not giving Biden a lot of crap about, you know, uh, this attack that he's doing on uh, fossil fuels and going to lose his membership, thousands, about uh, maybe tens of thousands of jobs, and uh, yeah, that's huge. He's not taking he's not taking the gloves off uh, like he would have with Trump and started throwing you know roundhouses. You know it's kind of yeah, yeah we're not really happy with that all happening. Blah 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 blah. I mean they're all happy about the 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 the, uh, the whole thing about uh, uh, the minimum wage because both of you know this a lot of people don't know this if the minimum wage goes up union wages must also go up you of course guys,
3: everything goes up
0: yeah everything well, but goes up I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad deal. We'll talk, I want to talk about that when we come back because it's important stuff that people need to know. Eighteen minutes after seven, uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show, Robert Steinbach's here, uh, legal professor over Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, and not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law. And then Chris Counts, uh, Chris Counts, Chris Corbett is here. <laughs> Uh, on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show, he is a lawyer. He's had some really good things to uh, bring to us today. Uh, his specialty is in engineering law. someday I'll talk to him and have him talk about what are some of the weird cases that he's had to deal with engineering uh, uh, while he's been a, a lawyer. All right, we got to get our break. Let's do it. Okay, well, let's get the break. The break in. Let me tell everybody about PI Roofing. They're the folks that take good care of your roof. Right now. You know, you think about the heat uh, being a real, real aggressive uh, thing for your roof. Let me tell you what. Uh, cold is, is just as aggressive as heat is because it freezes everything. It freezes water that might be caught between the fascia and your gutters. And it forces uh, an ice dam up and under the uh, uh, the shingles. And that total of contraction and expansion that occurs there can cause a lot of damage to your roof. And you need a professional to come out and look at that to make sure that's not going on because it sometimes is not, most times, to be honest, is not very visible. But they can tell by the way the the shingle acts and things of that nature because they're professionals at this. They see it every day. Or uh, you know every season, and they they deal with this. As uh, far as COVID nineteen, I know a lot of you are still concerned about that. If they work on your roof, the workers will be wearing masks. They're going to do the social distancing with you. Uh, when they came over and did a little work for me. Uh, Here while COVID-19 was underway, uh, the gentleman from uh, PI Roofing stood out on my patio. I kept my door open uh, uh, going out to the patio, and I stood back, and we talked that way. He didn't even get close to me. That's for his workers, and it's for your family. They do a good job of following COVID-19 regimens. And uh, you need to get a hold of PI Roofing, 707-3551, 707-3551. Now, if you call them today, I don't know if they'll come out and get up on your house. I'm just telling you, maybe a little bit too cold, maybe a little too slick, but they'll get up there when they first opportunity to do it. 707-3515, that's PI Roofing or PI com. All right, guys, let's come back, and uh, Senator Flowers uh, got her wrist slapped again. This is the second time she's been censored. She called uh, Senator Garner a, uh, an, uh, a DA, and if you need to <laughs> get that, can figure that out, just go read my Facebook page a few times and you'll figure that word out. But well, uh, uh, dumb make, behind, shall yeah, we Yeah, a dumb that's, butt, uh, right, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah
2: that's a... Uh... Mr. Dumas, it's Dumas. It's the it's the city just south of Pine Bluff, right?
0: Yeah. You so call you got,
2: Mr. Dumas. Mr. So D-
0: you you <laughs> got a you got a problem, You got a thing here where you know Miss, Missy Irvin stepped forward and said uh, that's language unbecoming of a state senator, and uh, they censored her because of it. Look, it's nothing but a slap on the wrist. There's no fine that goes along with it. She's not removed from any of her committees or whatever. She'll wear that for her liberal constituency like a badge of honor. It did not.
2: Here's
3: the interesting thing, Dave. Why is it that when she uses that kind of language against Trent Garner, she gets a little slap on the wrist, we don't hear about it much in the news, and it's water under the bridge. Uh-huh. But if he said something like that to her, it would be national news. Oh, yeah. Um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Oh, yeah. Double oh, hypocrisy. standard.
0: Yeah, hypocrisy. Hypocrisy.
3: There well, it is. Well, there it is.
0: You, you know what it is. He's a white supremacist.
2: Oh, man. Well, and,
0: and right, if you're a a white, would accuse, right? Yeah, if you're a white supremacist, you can't say diddly squat anymore. That's a good. Now, there's a good southern term, diddly squat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i like i like that well, term.
2: my my question and maybe it's more of a theoretical or academic why draw the line there i mean is there other words that are for, forbidden to be spoken in the well of the senate uh I, you know I, I may be far right on this but um i know i know. understand there's decorum there i can't show up in my my underwear and, and talk on the senate
0: floor right yeah, you don't. Um, but, you don't um, want to put that ish, that that vision in front of all my <laughs> listeners. All right.
2: All right. Let's go further. How about a pair of speedos? Come on, that's clothing, right?
0: Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you.
2: But, um, but but where do we where do we draw the line on free speech? So it's. Uh, I heard a guy say the other day, and I'm still trying to digest it. Isn't it better to cuss at somebody than to than to go violent? I mean, to, than to hurt them or hit them or threaten to hit them. Um uh, there's a great book The Colonel The Colonel of Kentucky Fried Chicken had a problem with cussing and uh bad words and um Colonel he said that was his biggest Colonel Sanders, man, he read his his uh, autobiography and uh he said that's my biggest downfall my language and oh. um, it it is bad you know it is it is bad and uh maybe she should have used some different words well here's what um, I think. Um, if
0: you use a word like that they should have a jar in the middle of the tables of all of the committee man. rooms and you gotta pay there a you, ten, go. you gotta put a ten dollar bill in. <laughs> yeah. Be, I like you know, it. Or or if you say um <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh man, that would you know? hurt the current press secretary, wouldn't it? I no, can't hardly Lord. watch her with all yeah. the uh's and the
0: ooh. Let me circle back on that. <laughs> mm.
2: Hey, yeah. can we get that? Where would we? What would we do with that money? Would the money go back to the people? Would we hand out checks?
0: Well, yeah, I think that is send everybody a check. <laughs> there we go. You know, we could, we could we could do that as far as that goes. But it's going to be interesting going back to what we were talking about when we came into uh, this half hour. Uh, I don't think if if you took odds right now of who's going to win the gubernatorial race in twenty two, hands down. Ninety percent of the people would lay the uh, lay the odds on uh, on uh, Sarah Sanders. Uh, as far I, I, as as far as uh, what I think she'll win by, I, I'll stand by. She's going to win somewhere between seventy two and seventy five percent of the vote.
2: I, I, it's doubtful. There, there might be a there might be a skeleton fly out of her closet or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little well, that's the only for, thing they, they
0: can. Is it could be a is, is
2: she? Yeah. Did she? Attend a college party in blackface? I don't know, you know, but I hope she does great.
0: Well, we'll find um, out because they're they're looking yeah. for anything like that right now. You know that they are. Yeah. they're trying to find. Uh, yeah. the, you know this whole policy and, and of of uh, personal destruction that is rampant within yeah, politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, they'll be doing that. Well, Mr. Steinbach, what's for dinner tonight?
3: Probably
0: salmon. Ooh, that's it could good. Be some mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Can I tell you what my blood sugar was this morning? Sure. You right. ready for this? It's been over 200, and I finally got oh. it under control. It was 119. Perfect for you. this Thanks. morning, so I'm happy with that. My doctor, who I see next Thursday, will be very happy with that. Guys, you have a great weekend. Uh, remember that President's Day is not the reason you're off on Monday. It's because it's my birthday you have a there great Monday. we'll talk to you all later and have a great weekend so Dave Ellswick show Matt Smith is coming up next Rush is just around the corner all right back with you 25 minutes till 8 uh, we're waiting on Matt Smith he should be calling at any moment we'll talk to him about what's going to be happening uh, as far as movies go over the weekend, if you do uh, are able to get out and go to the theater and, and see some of the movies that will be uh, playing uh, over this weekend and what we can expect up in the uh, coming uh, few uh, few weeks coming up. I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of different movies hitting the big screen here Uh in the very near future. Don't forget that our next classic movie, and for all of you who showed up for Casablanca, thanks for coming out. We had a really good showing for Casablanca. Our, our next uh, big movie is going to be, uh, of course, in March, and uh, back on the big screen again on the 9th is going to be John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, and Greece uh, is going to be on. I think that was a Robert Stigwood production, Was that a Stigwood production as well, Uh, uh, Matt? Do you remember?
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: Okay. Yes, yes. He 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 put
1: that all together, yeah, with the Bee Gees and absolutely. John Travolta, yes, he was wired in. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, he understood music and movies were almost synonymous at times, and yeah, he did it with that, and he did it, of course, with Saturday Night Fever. That's the other one that he, he hit big with. Those were two huge, huge albums uh, during their their time. But, yeah, it's going to be fun having people back into the studio as they normally come into the theater to see uh, Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. And we, we've we got the ad for it, and it, it'll start running here probably this weekend. But it's not, it's not the typical one. Uh, that we've got, uh, 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 Matt, we don't have just outtakes from the movie in it. We have John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, an interview that we came across, and we cut it up and put it in the ad talking about right. why Grease is such a phenomenal. I mean, this, this movie's been out for over 40 years,
2: and yeah, people yeah.
0: still love it. They love it. They li- I can't tell you. I don't know which one is the bigger one, you know, Gone with the Wind or Grease. If I oh, showed hey, both oh, of those oh, no, movies no, all no, the time, we'd fill no, the studio all the time. Gone with the wind,
2: still? Gone, gone with the
0: wind. The wind, okay. with the wind.
1: Yes, right. yes, yes, It is the it is the most popular film of all time. It has sold more tickets than any other movie. Uh, it has grossed more sales, even even adjusted for inflation. Gone with the wind is by far the king of popularity when it comes to to movie to movie going, hands right. down.
0: All right, so there's some good movies that are coming out this weekend. Now, people would call them kind of artsy movies, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm very interested uh, in seeing this new movie with Robin Wright called Land. It looks interesting. Yes, uh,
1: that's, that's new. Uh, she directed the film. She stars in the film. And, of course, it's playing at all of our locations. So you can catch it at Oaks 7 Cinema and Batesville. Uh, The Cersei 8 VIP Cinema in Cersei, Cabot 8 VIP Cinema, uh, your hometown. And, of course, we've got it at the Riverdale 10 in Little Rock and the Hot Springs 8 VIP Cinema in Hot Springs. She's in the film. She has uh, helped write the film. She directs the film. Um, She has a tragedy in her life. She can't stay connected to the world, Uh, doesn't want to face the uncertainty, so she retreats to the wilds of the Rockies and the cinematography is astounding. It's, it's, it, is a, it is a good, moving film, uh, and you feel like you're there. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really shot well. I'm impressed with that. She does a good job, um, and, hey, she's directing the picture, so her heart's into it. That's out new this week, and that, that's a good film. We've got that on the screen. We're also playing uh, The World to Come, which is, yes, as you and I talked about, another western of a type.
0: Yeah, that looks interesting as well.
1: Two, two Women uh, in the Mid-19th Century American Frontier, and that, uh, that is new uh, this week from bleeger Street. Uh, we're also playing Judas and the Black Messiah, which is the true story of events in the 1960s concerning the FBI and the Black Panther Party. That's new. That's new today. And then we've got this cool movie called Minari that is on, and um, that movie is set in Arkansas. In the 1980s, uh, when a uh, Korean uh, American family moves from California to Arkansas to wow. start a family farm,
0: I heard I've heard a little bit about this. That when they move here, it's a double wide in the middle of nowhere. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes,
1: it is. A lot, lot of realism to it, but a such a a moving family drama, uh, no doubt about it. That that it is a it is a. Uh, I mean, I, a tearjerker, as some would say, it does yeah. grab you by the heart. It has a lot of light-hearted moments, and there's just a lot there with the family connection. Uh, you know, the the mom and dad, the son and daughter, the grandmother, um, and it's set in Arkansas. It's set on a farm. It's something that people can relate to. How, how, how many times have you driven right down down a road in Arkansas and seen? I know a, a double wide out there, right? Just setting I, out I agree. there, you know.
0: I agree. So, and this new one, Little Fish, sounds interesting. It, it, it kind of draws on what we're going through with the pandemic, except this virus, when it strikes you, causes you to lose your memories. Imagine going to bed and waking up on the next morning and don't remember the person you love.
1: That, that's, that's exactly what's happening in that film. It's from IFC. Uh, and it is a good, uh, somewhat of a psychological thriller spin to it. So, well, you have to figure that one out. And, hey, uh, we've we've got we've still got the little things with Denzel Washington on the screen.
0: Yeah, you still got um, the big movies, too.
1: It's still playing. And, of course, we've got The Marksman with Liam Neeson. Great movie. Wonder Woman 1984, we're still playing that. It's good. Monster Hunter still on the screen.
0: It's entertaining.
1: For the little kids, Croods to a new age
0: fantastic Always and of course
1: is. Uh, news of the world with uh, with tom hanks i mean that, yeah, that's also a good movie
0: just just understand you're going to work in, you're going to you're going to run into social justice warrior speak uh, in that movie but uh hanks is really really good And this young lady this german actress is very good who plays the the the, the young woman she's very we- good
1: We've got a variety of films out there. And, of course, on Tuesday night, all movie tickets, all features are just $5. Uh, running some great camp. specials from $1 candies to $3 nachos to uh, discounts on, on beer and wine. Uh, you know, we've got some $5 big popcorn bags, so a lot of discounts yeah. there. And, you know, you can get your tickets at Riverdale10.com in Little Rock. Uh, catch us at com in Cersei. Of course, it's HotSpringsVIP.com in Hot Springs oaksvipcinema.com in Batesville and in Dave's hometown cabotvipcinema.com but hey you can just go to Riverdale 10 and click theaters and they'll all pop up the links will pop up right there And some cool new movies coming up Um, next week we'll have Nomadland on uh, February the 19th which is up for a massive amount of award nominations that's coming up on the 19th Tom and Jerry is February the 26th, new cartoon for the kids. Chaos Walking from Lionsgate Films is out March the 5th. We'll have Boogie from Focus Features on March the 5th. Raya and the Magic Dragon from Walt Disney Productions is that March the 5th. That looks pretty fifth.
0: good. That looks pretty good.
1: The Courier from Lionsgate Films, March 19th. And, of course, Godzilla vs. Kong is March thirty first. Yes. those are kind of the big titles coming up in the next month or so.
0: Yeah, you got. I got to tell you what, I'm I'm excited about that Godzilla movie, man. I really, really am. Looking strong, forward strong
1: to looking it. film. Good looking, good looking movie for sure. And the kid, the kids are like Tom and Jerry. Chaos Walking's got a nice twist to it. Uh, there are um, a lot of good motion pictures uh, coming up in March. I mean, there, there really are.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at March. One that you didn't mention, maybe we could talk about it. You can tell me a little bit about it. Wrath of Man. What? Yeah, it's, it, I, it's, a guy, know, I, it's a Guy Ritchie movie, which mm-hmm. really has me interested in it.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I didn't mention that is the date is tentative. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's one of those conversations where, hey, how's it going, Matt? Yeah, you know, we got that picture. <laughs> and we're thinking we're going to go on this date. Uh, but let me get back to you to confirm when we've decided, right? <laughs> so yeah, well, so let that's me tell why you, I didn't the, mention it, you know. I,
0: I just talked about the director. Let me talk about the star. <laughs> Jason Statham is the star of that motion picture, Wrath of Man. And uh, i got to think, if it's Jason Statham, I definitely want to see it. I really, I've liked Jason Statham since the transporter. Uh, he's a, he's just a, a fun actor to watch.
1: Yes, they uh they were originally going in January with that film and then they came back with uh sometime in the first quarter. And you know, we're running out of first quarter. <laughs> yeah. So so uh yeah, you know, so that that is a that is a tentative date. That date could not move. That's why I didn't bring it up.
0: All right, got to get a break in. Let's do that. When we come back, uh infection rates are down all across the country. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on when you think things may start moving a little bit more towards normalcy uh, on the big screen. Quarter till 8 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt Smith is with us. He is the owner of all of the VIP cinemas here in central Arkansas and Hot Springs, in Little Rock, in Cabot, in Searcy, and up in Batesville. We'll talk to him some more when we return. I need to remind you about the good folks, uh, well, my good buddy, Eric Coleman. Eric Coleman is somebody I want to talk about for just a moment at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Uh, If you've waited to this moment, to make a decision about getting a piece of jewelry i can't guarantee you anything uh, All I can say is that he'll take your call he'll uh he'll let you into his shop, and uh, you can talk to him uh about something sparkly for that uh, special someone uh in your life and uh but with the weather the way it's been the roads the way it's been, just something to keep in mind that might be tough you might You might uh, have to buy a gift certificate and just tell your loved one, okay, see, when the roads clear up, I'll take you in there, and Eric will take good care of you. Their phone number there uh, to call Eric is 501-246-3655. He gets in normally just a little after 10 o'clock. The number again, 501-246-3655, and he's at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard. Sweet E in Little Rock. So make sure, you you know, if you're still looking for that jewelry, that you give him a call today. Try to work something out with him. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. All right, we got the final segment of the Dave Ellswick Show for this week. Uh, uh, No show on Monday. I'll be off. There will be a best-of show. I'm just saying there won't be a fresh show. We'll have a best-of show. Then Tuesday, I'm back in the saddle. Elizabeth. Uh, barring anything unforeseen, will be back with me in the studio on Tuesday and the Bible guys as well. So that's what's looking for to uh, over the next uh, few days. Don't forget, uh, snow is being forecast for Sunday night going into Monday. They're saying one to three inches. Uh, no ice involved with that. And uh, when it comes to snow, you can drive on snow. Uh, it, driving on ice, not so not so easy. So just keep that in mind. Okay, so let's get back with Matt Smith. He owns all of the VIP cinemas in Hot Springs, in uh, Little Rock, in, in uh, Cabot, in Searcy, in uh, Batesville as well. And uh, we we were talking uh, as we were going into the break, uh, infection rates are down here all across the United States. You think we got 350 million people in the United States, and we only had 96,000. Infect- uh, 96, infections uh, over this week. with that in mind, we should start moving towards some no, uh, normalcy now with the uh, uh, vaccines out there that people will get their shots and things of that nature. Matt, when do you think is an honest uh, time frame that movies are going to kind of get back to where they should be?
1: Well, at, at least by summer, if not before, Um, You know, as you and I have been discussing for, you know, months, uh, the studios are not going to put out a strong regular release schedule until movies, theaters in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York City are allowed to open. Uh, Those three cities are so huge, they represent 25% of all tickets sold every year in the United States. So we've got to get those cities open. Uh, We're waiting on Newsom and Cuomo. And obviously, you know, Newsom's plan of make everybody stay home has been an abject failure because California has been covered up in virus cases worse than anyone else. Yeah, Uh, this virus is not spreading um, at businesses where people are wearing a mask and keeping their distance from strangers. That's not where people are getting the virus. People are getting the virus in uh, personal gatherings where you're not wearing a mask and you're hanging out with your friends and family at somebody's house and you're hugging them and you're in close personal contact with them. That's where it's coming from. And that's why you get the hit of the virus at, at, at Thanksgiving. You get the hit of that virus at Christmas. Uh, that is the that is the reality. And, and Newsom and Cuomo can't stop people from hugging their friends and relatives at their house. That's <laughs> okay? right. So, you know, closing everything and, you know, bankrupting people and, you know, 30% of small businesses in America – that were open in January of 2020 are permanently closed and out of business now. You know, it's a staggering number when you think of a third of them are gone. So, yeah, I mean, that that's the issue. We need those things to open up. And there was some discussion this week where Cuomo says that large venues can open in New York City under some COVID restrictions, and if the people attending the venue have had a negative COVID-19 test in the past three days, Right. So okay. you know i mean yeah you know, who who's going to take that test to go do something right so it's 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 a i mean it's a con obviously um but as you said, you know they're giving vaccines out to people every single day as fast as they can, and the infection rates are going down I mean there's no doubt we've got less infections now, less hospitalizations than we had before, so as hospitalizations drop, vaccine rates go up. These guys will be forced to allow things to open. And, you know, they said on the news that um, by April uh, they think that that vaccine will be readily available. Anybody that wants it uh, will be able to go get it at least by April. You can just go get it like getting a flu shot. It's going to be in every pharmacy. You can just go down and grab it. And so if that's true, sure, by the summer we're back on track. I I think they expected, you know, 300 million people to be able to be vaccinated by July. Wow. And they're running trials now to give it to kids, and they say by August they think uh, children as young as first-graders could take the vaccine because oh, they've got those fantastic. trials running right now on kids in those age groups, and they're manufacturing millions of doses of that vaccine. Yeah, and I mean, that's what we need. That's what we need oh, yeah. to try to get back to a a normal, uh, normal way of life. Um, the uh, CEO of Disney said yesterday that uh, – he really expects in 2022 for those amusement parks to be fully open and nobody wearing masks. You know. Wow. So yeah. So I that's, yeah. I mean I I, cool. I think we're we're we've got more of this behind us than we have in front of us, and I think we're in a different world in three months. I so think, you're, I think, you're
0: telling me the light at the end of the tunnel is the end of the tunnel, and not the train coming the other way. I think so. I
1: think <laughs> I think May is very realistic. Very
0: well, you know? good. Very I mean, Black
1: Widow so is supposed good. to go May 7th. Uh huh. And that's a theatrical only release. And Disney said yesterday they're holding that date firm. That's their day. So uh, if Disney holds the date firm on that, right, then we're back May the 7th. <laughs> you okay. know.
0: So I mean, let me yeah, I, let me let me ask you this question. Warner has been since they own HBO, mm-hmm. has been big on showing the movie in the movie theater and on HBO Max. Do you think no. that changes once the theaters open?
1: Well, no, I, I guess that's a that's a total misstatement on your part. Okay. Um, nobody's big on that. Nobody's big on that. Nobody wants to do that. Okay. Nobody sits around and says, "Oh my god, I really want to go into the movie business and Make movies that people can watch on their laptop. Man, well, I'd no, eat. I agree with yeah. that. So nobody's big on that. Warner Brothers is not big on that. Warner Brothers hates that. I think the people that work at Warner Brothers would have killed the people that that uh, own AT and T if they could. You know, <laughs> the day that was announced, they would have killed them. I mean, they were actually. I mean, I think the people that actually run Warner Brothers Studios wanted to, um, you know. Wipe them out. They were so sick of them. I mean, it's horrible. It's it's an absolutely horrible decision made out of stupidity and desperation. You have a premium intellectual property that you've invested billions of dollars in, and you waste it. You just spit it into the wind. So, no, nobody's big on that. Uh, It's a dumb decision. And every day that passes, right, there is pushback and hatred over that. Okay. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Nobody wants to do that. And so as soon as as soon as a picture hits and does big business at a studio, right? Uh-huh. As soon as that happens, let's say May the 7th, Black Widow comes out and Black Widow does that 100 million dollars at the box office is supposed to do, right? Right that stuff happening at HBO Max does not happen anymore. It ends that day, right?
0: Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. But If Black
1: a- Widow comes out May the 7th, and on May the 10th we're standing around talking about it had a $50 million weekend, a $75 million weekend, a $100 million weekend, like it should have, right?
0: Right. That ends.
1: They're not going to do that anymore. They they, they they can't afford to do that. If, if they continue along that pipeline, <clears throat> nobody's going to work for them, and they'll go out of business. You, right. you can't you can't put five hundred million dollars in a movie and give it away. You can't do that. Not to stay in business, right?
0: All right, why, Matt why Smith. Why not just throw cash
1: at people? Why not just why not just why don't they just mail everybody a two thousand dollar check and get them to sign up for HBO Max? <laughs> you know, Matt, you, I
0: mean, Matt you, Smith. You know, Matt Smith is the movie seer on the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt, thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And Remember, you have Monday off, not because it's President's Day, but because it's my birthday. <laughs>
1: Riverdale10.com we'll, we'll see
0: you at movies <laughs> alright brother we'll talk to you later Matt Smith we appreciate the man alright uh, no bumper to bumper car and truck doctors tomorrow except for a best of show Monday I'm off so we'll have a best of Dave Ellswick show Tuesday Elizabeth Sotolaro will be back with me in studio and so will the Bible guys have a great weekend see you again Tuesday 6 a.m.